Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Well, praise God. Glory to God. Uh, thank you for joining us again today for Wisdom and Stuff. Um, uh, today we're going to be going back through uh, just belief. One of my favorite topics, belief. I think this is like day three or something on the subject. And we're uh, I want to I hit into something that, that really is so vitally important when it comes to belief. The Word says that all things are possible to those who believe. So we see that belief is, is that threshold that literally changes our relationship to things from being impossible to possible for us. That's what changes our relationship to certain things. So when we think of something and we think of it as either possible or impossible, what changes that relationship is our belief. Belief is what changes. God is not going to change. So God's not, and, and once I get born again, even though I grow in the things of God, my spirit man doesn't really change. My spirit man looks just like the, the image and nature of God himself, the likeness of God. And so that's not going to be changing. I know my mind transforms and all that stuff. But still, um, what changes my relationship between uh, something that's impossible to possible is my belief. That's what changes it. That's the key that I currently have, that you currently have, that anybody on this earth currently has to change their relationship to something. And this is seen in the natural realm as well. Um, you know, if, if uh, I mean, when Jesus said all things are possible to those who believe, he wasn't just talking about Christians. He was just talking about a, a general spiritual law. That that when people begin to believe something, they enter into the realm of relationship with that thing as being possible. And so it's uh, it, it's 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 like anybody who's done something major, you know, if um, you know, uh, if you know, the Wright brothers who invented the airplane, it, they had to first believe that it could be done. And when they, you know, like I said, before they believed, it hadn't been done yet. So they didn't have a testimony of somebody to support them in their belief. They simply had to look on the inside of them and say, we believe there's something available to mankind that, that is currently not being accessed. We believe there's a way to actually fly through the air that somebody hasn't done yet. And so, but their belief is what tied them to the possibility of it for them. And, and that's what actually fueled their investment. That's what actually got them over their frustrations. That's what got them past discouragements. And we need to understand that. I mean, that's just a natural example that we've seen a thousand times through human history of people choosing to believe something and simply based on their belief, they, they allowed that thing to become possible to them. And then when they pursued the possibility of it, the more you pursue the possibility, it becomes a reality. Okay, it doesn't say all things become real to those who believe. It says all things become possible. And then we begin to invest in the in the possibility. We begin to take steps toward the possibility to make it a reality. Uh, there's still things that have to be done between uh, the belief realm and the reality realm. And the thing is, we have to fuel that belief. We have to fuel the possibility of it. And the, the, the more we engage with the possibility of it, the more we understand that it's not just possible to us, it's available to us. And it's not just available to us, it's rightfully ours. 
When we can take those steps from possibility to rightfully ours, that's when everything changes. Because when we know it's rightfully ours, then we know that anything standing in our way that that is trying to tell us it's not ours is a liar and is unjust. And so we look at the obstacles differently from that point. But what we have to do is begin to invest into the possibility of something. A lot of times Christians, they will, they'll genuinely believe to a certain degree about something, but they never invest in the possibility. So they believe that, you know, by Jesus stripes they're healed. They believe that, but they don't actually invest in that. They don't actually make it a reality to them through investment. And uh, and just like, you know, if I if I, I, I believe that airplanes exist, does that mean that every day I go get on an airplane? No, that requires investment. I can believe they exist, but never partake of their existence. I can I can believe that people can fly planes, but I if, if I never invest in that, then I'm never going to be the one flying that plane or even riding on that plane without investment, even though I believe they exist. So the our our, our first our first thing is 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 choosing to believe something and then investing in and in, in fellowshipping in our hearts and minds with the reality of that until it gets to the point of not just available to us personally, like I said before, it can't just be a general thing like, oh, that's available to the body of Christ, or yeah, Jesus paid for that for everybody. Yeah, but is it available to you? Is it yours by right? Is it yours because of the blood? Is it yours because you're a child of God? Is it yours by inheritance? Because when it's when it's yours by right and by inheritance, then that's when you actually can can look at, at, at your own thought patterns, at, at ideas the enemy puts in your head, or at circumstances that are contrary to it, and say, nope, that's a lie from the pit of hell, and the Word says that this is mine because I'm a child of God, and you will stand upon that Word, and you will allow that reality to come into your life that way. So, but all things are possible, those who believe. Belief is the first step in those things. And so what I want to get into a little bit today is just uh, what belief isn't, because I think sometimes we can uh, we can definitely think that we're believing God when we're not. <laughs> um, and also, uh, just the, the, the principle of 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 you know the the construct of belief and where it comes from on the inside of us, and so one of the things I want to get into is in one I think was one of the key things that I say this so many times that belief is not a conclusion it's a choice, and uh, we we get used to be to making conclusions our mind likes to make conclusions because our mind draws in information. And we get the we get the facts about something. We, we we weigh out all the information, and then we 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 create a conclusion. You know, science creates a hypothesis. You know, these different things. You know, um, uh, in 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 higher levels of math, they conclude this and this and this because of certain theorems that they have or whatever. And um, so, you know, that's what our mind is used to doing. Our mind is t- is used to taking in information. That's what it's designed to do, is to take an information, and then based on that information, we draw a conclusion. And then we begin to, to create a paradigm of thought based on that conclusion. And, um, and the, the problem is that belief uh, was not designed to be constructed that way. Uh, belief is not a conclusion. Belief is not, belief is not based on evidence. Belief doesn't even come from my mind. Belief comes from my heart. And it says, you know, Romans chapter ten that with the heart man believes, and so belief is a is is a byproduct of my heart and not my mind. Belief allows me to live uh, from a paradigm that can surpass uh, the limitation of an unrenewed mind, um, and so belief allows me to actually 
invest in something that my mind hasn't currently experienced yet. And as I begin to invest my mind into it, then my mind can get transformed based on a belief that I have. You know, so it's like, you know, I believe that that by Jesus stripes I'm healed. But if I don't get into the word and if I don't engage my mind with that, I can I can believe it, but once again, not experiencing it because my mind hasn't got transformed into that yet. And um and my mind has to go into the Word. My mind has to get renewed. My mind has to actually uh, submit uh, its current thoughts about healing and health to the Word of God. But it begins with belief. And so um, so anyway, with that, though, uh, here in, in Luke, I want to go to, into uh, this is an account where Jesus is talking about um, two men that died, Lazarus and the rich man. And the rich man was was wicked, and Lazarus was, was a good, righteous man. And so uh, it says that, that when they died, um, you know, the wicked man, he, he goes to, the rich man, he goes to hell, and uh, Lazarus, um, or to Hades, however you want to put that, and uh, Lazarus goes to Abraham's bosom. And it says that the the rich man, you know, he can see, uh, um, he can see the rich man, uh, excuse me, the rich man can see Lazarus over in Abraham's bosom, uh, partaking of, of the paradise that he's in, and he's being tormented. And so he calls out to, 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 um, uh, uh, to, to Father Abraham, you know, and uh, he he tries to get Father Abraham to basically send Lazarus back to talk to the rich man's brothers so that they don't end up in the same place. And it says here, um, uh, verse 27, Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house, for I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham says to him, uh, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. So in other words, Abraham says, listen, they have the Old Testament. Let them read the Old Testament and believe. That's what that's what he's he's telling this this rich man. He goes, I'm not gonna send send anybody back. I'm not gonna send Lazarus back. He goes, just have them read the word. And um and so then verse 30, uh the rich man says, No, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, then they will they will repent or they would believe. And um, and then I love I love this, re- this response. And Abraham said unto him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, even though one rose from the dead. And this is a paramount truth when it comes to belief, because here what what Jesus is laying out is saying, if you don't believe the word, then you're not going to believe it, even when some great miraculous thing happens. You won't believe it, even when somebody raises from the dead. And you see, the natural mind says, "Oh no, I definitely would believe if something major happened. If something huge happened like that, then I would believe." No. You wouldn't, because belief comes from the heart and not from the mind. And Jesus is saying, if you can't believe the word, because the word puts a demand on belief, the word literally speaks to your heart and puts a demand on belief. If you can't believe the word, then no big, giant miracle happening in, in our lives is going to cause us to believe anymore. I know somebody, uh, I mean, this was a long, long time ago, but he literally got healed of stage four cancer. I mean, he was on his death, but he got healed of stage four cancer. He repented. He started serving God. Well, then he backslid. And then it was just a few years later, and he literally had had totally backslid, didn't serve God anymore, didn't even say he believed in God anymore, and he actually denied that he was healed. He like he had no more remembrance of getting healed. That's how far he had backslid. He had no more remembrance of this giant miracle that literally happened to him. 
understand that that that, that belief is not a, a conclusion. Belief, your your belief will not get strengthened by by circumstances. Um, belief is there to to confront our natural mind and to try to get our natural mind to bow its knee to something higher than it. But but those those circumstances don't speak to my heart the way the word does. My heart is where I believe from. Belief is a choice and not a conclusion based on evidence. When we can, can separate these two, then belief gets a lot easier because otherwise we're always like waiting for God to do the giant thing so we'll believe. And we don't realize that that giant thing will not cause me to believe. The giant thing will, we will praise God for it. We will, I mean, it's, it's like, um, uh, you know, it's it's like when uh, when Jesus when he walked on the water, you know, and and his disciples they they had been following him all this time, and they see him walk on the water. No, no excuse me, it wasn't when he walked on the water. Um, uh, I made a mistake on it. It's when he calmed the winds and the waves, right? So the winds and the waves, blah blah blah. He's asleep in the back of the boat. They they wake him up, and he comes out, and he speaks to the winds and the waves, and they then they're stilled. And then his disciples say, "What manner of man is this that that even you know that even the sea and the the winds and the waves obey him?" And they, it says that they were, they were, they were, they feared exceedingly. They were so freaked out by this. And, and uh, what, what is so fascinating about that, they'd already seen him do a lot of miracles. They'd seen him do all kinds of miracles. But this miracle challenged their mind in a different way. Um, and, and yet we see even after that, that they, they still had to repent of different things because miracles don't make us believe. Miracles challenge our mind. Miracles tell our mind that they are not God. But miracles do not speak to the heart. The Word of God speaks to the heart. And when the Word of God comes into our heart, it says in Mark chapter 4 when, with the parable of the sower that the sow is sown on the heart. The song, the word of God comes into my heart, and and it's with my heart that I believe. So when I read the word, when I actually hear the word of God, then I have to make a decision to believe. And so, uh, belief is not the, this place of conclusion. The, the, the belief is not something that that I need God to do some amazing thing. Um, the children of Israel, perfect example, right? They saw. Time and time again, the supernatural power of God. They saw ten plagues of Egypt that were that 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 allowed them to be let let go uh, out of Egypt with a mighty hand. They walked out with all the silver and the gold. They walked out perfectly healthy. They walked out through the the Red Sea on dry ground. They saw the sea swallow up their enemy. They saw the hand of God on Mount Sinai come down with thunders and lightnings. They saw the manna and you know every day, you know, for 40 years, six days a week. They saw the cloud by day and the fire by night. They saw all these things happening, but they still chose not to believe because miracles won't make us believe. Like I said, miracles, it says, it says that, that, you know, miracles, all they do is they, they do challenge the, the natural mind, but it's the Word of God. That's what actually causes us to believe. The Word coming in, and, and we have to understand that our relationship to the Word is one of natural belief. We are designed to believe the Word. That's our natural response to the Word is belief. And that's why... That's why God, in Hebrews chapter 3, it says that the children of Israel, Israel had an evil heart of unbelief, because unbelief is evil to God. 
Now, unbelief and lack of faith are two different things. Lack of faith is when you just don't know. You've never heard uh, the, the certain things about God. You just have not been exposed to God in that way. And so you just is a lack of faith is like ignorance. Lack of faith is just you just don't know. You've not heard that God is good. You've not heard that that He healed you. You've not heard that that Jesus came to to, to die for you and that you're, you that He came to save you of your sins. You know when 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 we just don't know the word, that's when we can we can we can have lack of faith. Okay, lack of faith is different than unbelief. Unbelief is when we've heard the word and we've chosen not to believe it because the word is designed by our hearts to be believed. And so when I've chosen not to believe it, it's evil. It literally is contrary to my nature as a child of God. And so that's why even in, in uh, you know Mark chapter 6, where it says that Jesus, he couldn't do any mighty work in his own hometown because of their unbelief. Um, and so he marveled at their unbelief. And so anyway, belief though is is a it is a choice. It is tied to our will. And um, this is such an important point point because when we understand how easy it is to believe, then there's no more excuse. Um, belief is not a conclusion; it's a choice. When we can settle that, when we can say, "I can just as easily believe this as this, or this, or this," because it's tied to my will, it's tied to my choice. He he he's given me uh, the opportunity to believe. Like I said, even last time, when I got saved, I didn't know anything. Literally, I just I had the gospel preached to me, and then I had to make a choice to believe that it was true with no evidence, with no miracles, with no you know I didn't I didn't go into my bedroom to say the sinner's prayer and levitate five feet in the air and have a giant you know dark Darth Vader voice come out of my bedroom ceiling saying you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. I didn't have all of that. I simply had to believe, and so. But when I believe, all things are possible, those who believe. So he gave me this the, the most inherent thing I have is belief. The most natural thing I have is belief. The easiest thing I have is belief. All it requires is my humility. I have to humble myself to believe the word. So when 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 symptoms are telling me that I'm sick, but the word of God says that by his stripes I'm healed, I have to humble myself to the word and say that God's word is true and the symptoms are a lie. Doesn't mean that 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 they're not factually there. It just means that the truth will never change and the fact will change. I, I allow the truth to trump the facts. I allow the truth to actually be spoken over the facts. I'm not denying the facts. The facts are you might have a symptom in your body, or the facts are the, the doctors might say this or this, or the facts are that you may not have any money in your bank account. But the, the truth is that by Jesus' stripes you are healed. The truth is that he supplies all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. See, that's where humility comes in. Humility is, is, is it requires humility to believe God. It requires me to humble myself to his nature and his nature in me and his nature toward me. Even when I humble myself to believe, I'm, I'm, I'm actually putting a demand on God's nature in me to live supernaturally. And this is what makes things all things possible to me, is when I begin to say, hey, I am not designed to live by my past experiences or by my current circumstances. I'm designed to live from heaven into the earth. I'm designed to live in this place. Now, uh, the thing is, though, the, just real quickly, belief... 
some people people will think that they're believing God, but they're they're not yet believing God because they haven't bowed their will to Him yet. And I, what I what I mean by that is engaging your will with that belief. Your will is the strongest thing that you have. And I'll probably do a whole nother teaching on will because the human will is a powerful thing. But it's the strongest thing that you have is your will. You you know people every day. Uh, around this globe, they will their way to live. I mean, you've heard of survival stories that are just ridiculous sometimes. And they're just like, how did you do that? They're like, I just, I, I, I willed my way to live. I willed my way out of that situation. I, I willed my way out of a coma. I willed my way. And it doesn't mean that they did it through, through you know, their own efforts. It just means that their will was so strong, leaning a certain way, that it actually, it actually allowed that way to come to pass in their life. Our will is how we lean. Our will is a purposeful thing that we do that says, I don't care what the circumstance. The Wright brothers had to engage their will with their belief because their will was the only thing telling them that 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 humans could fly you know and so you know we we have to have our will engaged with it but once our will is engaged there's no talking us out of it once our will is engaged then now suddenly nothing can shake our will our will is ours and ours alone god gave us a free will not to be rebellious but to believe our will is designed to believe him our will is so strong that the that every circumstance is trying to get us to agree with it every circumstance is trying to get us to give us to give it our our strength of will. You know, it's like when, when the enemy tries to tempt, tempt us with sin, he's just trying to get us to, to engage our will with that sin because our will is so strong. He's trying to get us to, our will is our strength. That, I mean, you understand, this is the strongest part of us. And when we begin to lean a certain way, then then, that, then strength, our strength as children of God are tied to that thing. When we begin to believe in healing, then, then our will is now tied to God's will for us because we know his will is his word and his will is health for us and so when our will joins with his will now suddenly uh there, he has he has a voice in 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 on the earth agreeing with his will from heaven and that's when we allow his will to come to pass on the earth praise god that's why we're supposed to pray thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven we're supposed to engage his will into the earth through our will. And it begins with belief. But belief is not simply wanting something to happen. Belief is not needing something to happen. Belief is not praying for something to happen. Belief is not wishing that it would happen. Belief is not even knowing that it should happen. See, none of those things are belief. A lot of times, though, we, we think we're in belief when we're in, we're in one of those other things. We really need it to happen, so we think we're believing God. Or we want it to happen. Or we think it should be happening, so we we're, we think we're believing God, but we haven't bowed our will to Him to say, "I'm going to engage my will with that." I'm going to engage my, with my will that says that God's already done this. I'm going to engage my will that says I'm not separated from this. I'm going to engage my will that says that He's already given me all things that pertain to life and godliness. I'm going to engage my will that says that I have authority over the enemy. I'm going to engage my will with this. See, and that's what belief does. Belief uh, is an attitude toward that thing that actually resounds of my relationship to God and therefore my relationship to that thing. And that's what belief is. If, if I say I believe God, but I still feel separated... I, I I have to allow that belief to trump the separation and act on my belief. I have to act on that belief. That's what faith is. Faith is an action based on what we believe. 
right? And so when, when, when I believe something, it fuels the way for my faith, because b- faith is an action. Without, uh, it says faith without works is dead. So faith is an action based on what I'm choosing to believe. And so when, when I, I choose to believe something, and then I get in the Word. I choose to believe something, and then I begin to, to, to see what God says about it. I choose to, to lean that way. I choose to say, no, I know the circumstance says this, but the Word of God says this. I know the doctor says this, but Jesus says this. I know that my that my bank account says this, but God says this. I know that that you know my family looks like a mess, but God says this. See, we, we have to stand up and be those who believe. God is looking for those who believe. It says when Jesus comes to the earth, will he find faith in the earth? Man, I tell you, as long as we're here, he will find faith because we will rise up in that place of belief and realizing that, that you don't need a more uh, uh, Bible to believe. You don't need more words word to believe. You don't need more spiritual uh, um, uh, you know, education to believe. You, all you need is your will. And the moment you have your will, and the moment you begin to believe something, you'll find all of God in heaven will back you up and give you the confidence to actually see that thing come to pass in your life. But it begins with belief. It begins with a choice, not a conclusion. It begins with going to the Word and saying, I choose to believe and I humble myself to the Word of God over what I'm seeing with my five senses. And so with that, I just want to encourage you that you, that each one of us has the has God God-given ability, inherent ability to believe, and it's tied to our will. We simply have to engage our will with what we know God says is true. Don't just want it. Don't just desire it. Don't just need it. Don't just pray for it. Don't just know that it should be happening. Actually engage your identity with it actually being available to you in the earth and choose to believe it. Praise God. Father, we just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today on Wisdom and Stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on Podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages. We'll see you next time and have a blessed day.